0: (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to Seahawk Talk and Ethos Seahawks, right? Yeah. On both channels today. Yep. So um, thanks for joining us. Uh, We're with Candice for the first time since I think before the draft was the last time we talked, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Been a minute.
0: How you been? What's been uh, going on with you and everything like that?
1: I mean, I'm great. I'm good. Uh, get a lot of, lot of happy to have some info to talk about. Actually, you know, the draft happening, and I guess getting schedule info, uh, rookie mini camp. At this point, I'll take anything because I miss football. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. That I was talking to a guy last night, and uh, we were like, okay, what's the most anticipated game? He is a 49ers fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. We're going. We both circled the Thanksgiving game against oh, the 49ers. Yeah. But I think more I'm excited just for September 10th, the first game. Like yes. That's just what I'm mostly excited for. So I put that uh, just as much. Um, we got Peo in the house. What's up, Peo? How are you doing? Um, but, um, yeah, what do you want to get on first? I guess we were both very wrong with our mock drafts. I'm assuming. I haven't gone back and watched. I know for a fact I was wrong. So
1: Yeah, it didn't. It didn't go anything like I thought it was gonna go. But <laughs> <laughs> I. So, I, but I still love the draft. So I follow the logic about what they did. I think I'm pretty much. I'm higher on the draft than most people. I think I'm one of the few people who, who don't really have any criticisms. Though I understand some of the criticisms with the draft. Um, so it's always a, a really interesting topic to talk about. But I guess we'll start there, and then we'll just go chronological order, and then get into the schedule.
0: Yeah, the uh I was I was happy with the draft, especially our first two picks. I mean, I was like kind of bummed we didn't go into your defensive line. Yeah. But they've shown us time and time again that they know what they're doing. So you honestly just gotta trust them at this point, right? Right. right. And then getting Smith and Jigba uh, all the way at number 20. I thought that was kind of a steal. I mean, he was the first receiver off the board. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about him. I'm a little nervous just because he was hurt all last year. But, I mean, if he can stay healthy, you got Lockett, DK, and Smith and Jigba all in the same – we've always – you know this, the Seahawks fans were always thinking, okay, who's our number three receiver this year? It's always been like – last year it's like, is it going to be Goodwin or is it going to be Eskridge? And then two years ago it's like, is it Swain, is it Eskridge? But now I think we got a true – we have three number one receivers in my
1: opinion. Yeah, but I'm I'm really excited about the – I was excited about both picks. So the so the Devin Witherspoon pick threw me too because I after the way the board fell, I was like, okay, so I know we're taking Jalen. Like we got to be. Yeah, taking I mean, yeah, that's exactly what but I thought. Sort of took some wind out of my steals, and I was like, huh. <laughs> but then I, you know, regrouped, thought about it, and and really, it does make a lot of sense. I was not prepared. I really didn't anticipate them taking a cornerback that early, but it turns out they just wanted the right cornerback. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, but the the JSN pick, now that's actually one I potentially got right. Like, I did do a few mock drafts, and I think I talked about it on one of my 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 uh my breakdowns and going over some of the picks I would like at number 20. I didn't know if he'd fall that far, but I thought he'd be great value at 20 if he did. So I was super, super excited. Um, health-wise, I'm not too nervous about it just because he was able to do that, you know, pro day in Mm -hmm. the workout so I think they're just kind of slow playing him a little bit and I prefer that because I'd rather him be available for the you know start of the season so they can not do anything with him Off, so we'll not do anything I mean he'll need to be available for training camp but if they just slow play him till training camp and he's good to go at that point and get down the playbook I'm, I'm great it's it's super exciting because he is everything that the team needs like they need somebody who can who can I like challenge defenses um, mm-hmm. horizontally a little bit, who can get run after catch, which this team has been like barren of, like there's been no run after catch ability on this team. Love mm-hmm. DK, love T-Lockett, but they are not that in any way. And I think this will be a great chain mover for Gino, like for those who are concerned. Legitimately so about, you know, regressing, getting JSN as a safety is a safety blanket. It's got to give you a little bit more comfortability about his his ability to still stay relative in performance to what he did last year.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. And I'm. A, yeah. Like you said, both guys. So and another thing about uh, JSN is, you know, when Lockett was hurt or DK was hurt, it seemed like they just, you know, threw everything at DK or everything at Lockett yeah. when they were hurt. Now one of them can actually afford to go down, and we have that other guy that they're like, oh, shoot, we got to cover this guy too. If that
1: now, I will sense. say, I have questions about his ability to play on the outside. I really do. I'm curious to see what that will look like.
0: But yeah, I, don't, I don't, Lockett doesn't have a problem playing on the outside.
1: Yeah. Well, well his know, arms are longer. I, don't I think, know. It, I think his arms <laughs> are longer. And any? like he's bigger than JSN, not by much, but no, no.
0: But he's a smaller guy. I think. I don't know. Steve Smith was a smaller guy. The only, you he's know, I just I, I, they see something in this guy, and I'm I'm excited for it. I really am.
1: They see him as a slot. I I think, I, my guess,
0: mm-hmm. if
1: he grows into an outside guy, it's probably a year or two down the line. If if DK or it went down, I think you'd still feel up more than you would if, if he, he was, was just a little bit, I really I'm going to say longer, I'm not even going to say bigger, longer and faster. I think people question his ability to play on the outside because can he get separation with his top speed not really being that high? It's a question mark, <laughs> Um, but I think he can get there because he seems like a hard worker and everything. He seems like he's really dedicated and I, I'm pretty sure long term he can Be somewhat helped, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about injuries or anything of that. Like I'm just the yeah exactly best best wide receiver trio in the NFL, if you ask me. Um,
0: Yeah, for sure, it's up there. I mean the bangle, the Bengals are one that's like the Bengals are one. Yeah, that's scary. Which we play them this year, so a little nervous for that. But any given Sunday, right? Um, let's get to Payo's questions really quick. Yeah, he said, would you date someone based on their like could a you they uh, – I couldn't. I don't think I could. If they were, like, really into it, there's no chance that I could.
1: I probably could not date <laughs> a 49ers fan. I think that would be – well, I don't know. But I like a spirited yeah. debate. So it depends on the type of 49ers fans, you know, because they're different types. Uh, there's some that are, like, cool, and there are some that are, like, really obnoxious. But I don't mind a little debate. uh in fact, I kind of thrive in that. So <laughs> – I probably would be all right. I, I think um, if the, if the person's good enough, a person, I'll be all right.
0: I don't think I could. I There is no way that I could just because, mo, like my wife, not a not a football fan at all. She just kind of goes around with me, you know, listens, you know, just whatever. <laughs> just That's kind of what I prefer. Just not really know what's going on, but, you know, accept that I'm a Seahawks fan. <laughs> so, um, he's got another question. Yeah. Uh, last year, Seahawks fans were calling for Carol's job. Do you believe he – yeah, I think so, especially with this roster and how they're building it. I yeah,
1: he, I, yeah, I agree. Okay. I've always thought that that was a little – I always thought that was a little dramatic, the the calling for Pete's job there. Personally, I had a lot more problems with Pete Carroll in charge of personnel than mm. I had with Pete Carroll, the coach. Pete Carroll in charge of personnel, I'd fire him today. I, <laughs> my personal theory is that John Snyder, I think, after – I think the the year they traded Russell Russell Wilson was the year they gave John Snyder more control over the personnel. He's not – Pete Carroll's not listed as the VP anymore of personnel on the website. So I think that dynamic has shifted and you're seeing positive results because because of it. But the coach is great and he can definitely take him to another Super Bowl. I mean, he seems to be, I guess, in my mind, showing a willingness to change even if it's slow. Very yeah, slow. exactly.
0: It, it, and it has been slow. It yeah, has been, it's been slow. It's, time, 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 time. it's about three years too late, in my opinion. Three, <laughs> maybe four.
1: Yeah, I see why I said it.
0: But yeah, it's like, I don't know. He's just, if it's hard to when Seahawks fans were calling for, you know, and obviously, like I live in Seattle. So you, you just hear people, God, can you believe they, they kept Pete instead of Russ. Well yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe that they could keep Pete instead of Russ. Yeah. Because Pete's never been a prima donna. I think that's what Russ kind of started to turn to be, right? Yep. If any, I mean, the only person that really called for Pete Carroll's head was uh Russell Wilson, at least in the organization. He was the only one in in my belief. So
1: I hear there was rumors that that John was kind of over at one point, but that might have have, had more to do with, I think, personnel. Again, I go back to that because he's a terrible drafter. Um, Anyway, but, yeah, I definitely think he's got – I mean, nothing has changed on his part in terms of the motivator that he is, and you see him – you see that he works better with the younger roster. Like, I think him having this young roster is better for him.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, too. It was so awesome last year because – it almost like went back to not 2012, but maybe like 2011, something 11, like yep. that, where our roster wasn't that talented, but you know we were winning ball games, especially towards the end of the year. Yep, that season, exactly. and it was like it's like it re-energized him. It really did. Which mm-hmm. I mean, he's yep. always had energy, right? But it's <laughs> like it just felt it felt different. You know, it yeah. Felt
1: and I think it meant a lot to him because he is what he wants to be. He's back to being the coach and just focusing on coaching. And like you said, not having to worry about some of the sideshow stuff that did realistically just come into play with Russ. I mean, it became a lot of sideshow, sideshow stuff. And, like, there was always contract disputes. Kind I mean, over the past few years, there's always been some issue.
0: Mark Rogers, dude. Mark He's Rogers.
1: Here. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Rogers, man. <laughs> glad, glad we don't have to deal with that anymore. But, but this is a peaceful off season, and I think you're seeing the best version of Pete as a result.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a question for you. Yeah. Uh, so were you done with Russ before he left here? Because I was, and I could name the exact moment when. And it, I wasn't done. You weren't. I wasn't
1: done. I wasn't done with Russ. I. I did feel like something needed to change though. So mm-hmm. I, I did, I, th- I thought there was a possibility he might be traded because I did think that something needed to be changed, but I wasn't sure what that would be. And I wasn't sure, Now you know, I, I, I thought they might trade him, but I didn't know where, you know, all of these questions, but um, I didn't expect it to go Denver, I was like that, since that was my husband's team. But I I didn't mind it being Russ. I, I wanted to see it personally. Actually, I thought it was better for another year. Like I wanted to see one more year of him actually healthy and mm-hmm. the team, the core that they had, the new system was Shane Waldron. I just feel like a year, you know, no offensive coordinator really, with the exception of Sean McFay, really mm-hmm. <laughs> takes off that first year. Like it takes a second to get the personnel, to get all that right. I was curious to see what another year would look like before they blew it all up. Um, but I was close.
0: I just wouldn't quite there. Mine was the year before when he, when he sent – when Mark Rogers gave out the four teams he'd be willing to trade to. That, just as a fan, was such a slap in the face because you're like, are you kidding me? You know, I've never seen that before. I've never seen – well, I don't want to be traded, but if there was a chance that I'd be traded, these are the teams that I'd be willing to go to. And then I kind of let it go, you know, once the season started. I kind of let it go. And then when he broke his finger and he was doing the warm-ups before the Steelers game. I'm sure you remember that. Oh, yeah. Just He's against Eric. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. I hated watching them. I think
1: what did really frustrate me was watching that Green Bay game when he did come back.
0: And he came I back a week too early. even. Early. Early.
1: Like, and early. And it hurt the team. Like, you – You saw it actively hurt the team, and the team was in that game. That was a win. I mean, the defense played a heck of, of a, I guess, three quarters and a half um, before the game just blew open at some point. And at some point, you just think that he would say, okay, I don't have it. You know, Gino try to take us home or something. Instead, we just watched a winnable game become unwinnable.
0: Well, I remember watching that game, too, and I remember afterwards being so pissed because, you know, Geno wasn't – Geno two years ago is not what we think of him now, right? We thought of him strictly as a backup quarterback. So I remember going, Geno Smith couldn't score zero points because that's what we scored. Geno Smith could have scored zero points just fine, (laughs) just like Russell Wilson did. You know, I was was a little upset about that. Yeah. And then the game, I think we played Washington the week after that. And then he was not, he was not himself. No. No. But um, sorry to get so off topic. I apologize. I apologize about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Final question. Who in the Seahawks would you be most afraid to if you had to get tackled by someone on the current roster?
1: If like I personally had to get tackled.
0: Yeah, you have to. But who did you, I no, know. who was the last person you would choose to get tackled by?
1: The last person I choose to get tackled by right now. I got to go Bobby. I saw that incident on the sidelines with that man who, who hopped onto the field in the Rams game, and he laid him out. I'm going to go Bobby. It would have been Al Woods, but he's gone.
0: So I'm feeling – I think Jamal. I, feel, I yeah. think just that safety mentality, you know right in the chest i don't know if i could i don't know if i could do that i don't think i could get hit by any of them but i think yeah. jamal would be um, that's a good one shout out everybody in the chat by the way we got ryan at no border sports Stevo, he says uh where was it he said my favorite seahawks fan and joe on there at one point so i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> uh what's up Corey's here brian's here um anyways Yeah, so um, I guess the draft, yeah, the first two rounds, I'm really happy with the defensive back. I think we probably have the best secondary in the NFL. Everything goes according to plan. We have the best wide receivers, uh, at least top three in the NFL. If everything goes according to plan, I'm still a little iffy on the interior defensive line.
1: So I agree. I agree with you on the interior defensive line, but I'm not panicking about it. I think there are a lot of things they can do that – are actually smart and a little bit more forward thinking. So I went back and I took a look at uh, some of the top run defenses, the Tennessee Titans, I believe it was the Baltimore Ravens. And if you look at the rosters of those guys, they don't have a ton of 300 pound dudes. There's like Mm -hmm. two and they're barely over 300 pounds. And so I, I really think they had a bunch of guys that were 280, 290 that were fast, agile, could rally to the ball. And I think the Seahawks are following that strategy. If so, I got to respect the effort. I mean, uh, gone are the days where you can have just a big guy who eats up space. You need people who are faster, who are just more athletic. Mm -hmm. I think it's smart. It's scary. It's scary. (laughs) But I'm going to try to trust the process.
0: Yeah, no, I kind of trust them too. And having... Having two really good linebackers back there, hopefully Brooks will be back. Having Bobby and then Devin Bush is obviously a project, but I think he's a step above Tanner Muse and who was the other one. Who uh, there was, it was not Cody Barton. And no, but Radigan, especially those two, oh, yeah. Radigan and, and uh Tanner Muse. You know, and I'm no disrespect to those guys at all, but they shouldn't have been there last yeah. year.
1: Nicole they were hard. trying to play linebacker. Oh, the nightmares. <laughs>
0: exactly. I'll take Devin Bush over those, especially those three, and I'll even add Cody Barton. I'll take them over him, yeah. or I'll take him over them, you know, any day of the week. So um, I think linebacker play will help. I know they got uh, Cameron Young. I think he was one of the guys that was standing out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can stand out during OTAs as a nose tackle because you're not doing a whole lot, maybe just your footwork. Yeah. <laughs> You and then Pete, Pete Carroll's also praising uh, Jarek Reed, the yeah. sec- the safety. I don't even know what school he went to. He was a six-round pick.
1: New Mexico, I believe. I want to say it's New Mexico. I think that's right. But, yeah. So how did you feel about the way they approached the, the defensive line? Like, did you feel like they should have gotten – I know a lot of people were like they should have gotten – um uh Keanu Benton, not Keanu, Keanu. I knew I was mispronouncing the first name. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I know a lot of people said they should got should have gotten him. Uh, Mahzie Smith was long gone faster than any of us thought he would be gone. But
0: um, what, know, what, what were your thoughts? I know you didn't like him, because we talked about him before. But I thought if uh, Kalijah Kansi was still there at twenty, I was I was going to take that guy. And he was taking one pick ahead, one pick ahead.
1: I was so grateful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, know. I could. I literally thought of you, so I'm like, okay. I took a board. I don't know who the Buccaneers are taking, but we're probably going to get Kansas, see and Candace is going to be pissed. And then, uh, yeah, he he got taken, and then I'll settle with JSN, right? I'll settle with him, I guess. But um, I think they just picked the best guy available who they saw, yeah. right? So, no complaints with that. They're not trying to. Take a guy who's a defensive tackle and make him into a right guard. You know anything right. like that? There's no huge projects.
1: Exactly, so, and, and I completely agree with that. What were your thoughts though? Because a lot of people had controversy about the third pick, which was Zach Charbonnet. Right? That was
0: a. I like that was it. Like,
1: yeah. You, okay. All right. I so, like it a lot. So no you? debate. I thought I was
0: ready for a debate. No debate. No. Why, why did you like it? I just think having a one-two punch in the backfield is awesome. That's what I, I tell people. I mean, look at uh, – I think it was the Rams game last year in L.A. Dallas went down. Uh, Walker went down. And then we have Tony, Tony Jones, Jones back there. Ranger. Oh. And it's like, it's like if we can get away from that and we can have two solid running backs on one team, that's what every team dreams of. I mean, you remember like the early 2010s Panthers – when they had uh, D'Angelo Williams, I believe, and Jonathan Stewart. You know, those teams are very effective. I think yep. it's awesome.
1: And like the Cleveland Browns even now, like when they had the Nick Chubb, Kareem, one-two combo. like Yeah, I mean, look how different.
0: effective that is.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's huge. And I think, so I understand why the running back position is undervalued, but I think mm-hmm. that when you're talking about a difference, people assume that you can get difference-making running backs in the later rounds. And by later, if you mean second or third, you're correct. But once you get past that point, you're losing some quality. So in terms of a difference making kind of guy, you don't, I don't know how many fifth rounders are now leading the league in rushing. Like those are all guys who they got, who the teams got in the second or third round, sometimes even the first, but, I get why you why they say you shouldn't draft him in the first. I think the second is a great place though and that's what they did. And they got mm-hmm. him even lower than they got Kenneth Walker,
0: a little bit lower than they drafted. Yeah, him. and I'm not I'm not a hater of taking running backs early yeah. in the draft. I'm not even a, if you like a guy like the Falcons really like the guy from Texas, Bijan Robinson. If mm-hmm. you like him, take him. Because if he can be the next, I guarantee Adrian Peterson was, what, six overall in 2007? I yeah. guarantee nobody was, like, pissed, right, that Sorry. five years later, you know, that they're going, oh, why did we take a, a running back? We could have had so-and-so. No, Adrian yeah. Peterson was the man. And,
1: so. I, and I get, like, I'm, like, looking on the board at that time, I'm, I would rather have the third-best running back, clear consensus, than, mm-hmm. like, the 10th-best defensive end.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And who's going to make the, more, the difference on your team? Benton or Zach Charbonnet? And, and you you think it's Benton, but realize a big guy who just stands and takes up space isn't a needle mover for your team ever, mm-hmm. even if or they're Charbonnet. great at what they do. Zach Charbonnet yeah. can absolutely make a difference for your team when you've seen games because you I mean the C- – I would think the Seahawks fan base would be more understanding as many times as we've seen running backs every year We've had like five running backs active on the roster the past two years for sure. Five mm-hmm. active running backs on the roster and still ran out of dudes. It's, in, it's crazy. I'm a little nervous before, <laughs> to be honest. I'm a little scared. that, that we. That, but another thing that I like about the pick is last year, you know, you kind of had specialists. So you had DJ Dallas was the guy you could go to if you needed. A little bit better of a runner, but decent pass protection. You need elite pass protection. You need to go to Travis Porter, but he couldn't really get you anything. Once he gets tackled, it's over pretty much with Travis Homer. Mm-hmm. And then you had Ken Walker, who was a home run hitter, and for and shot Penny. But I think really for the past three or four years, you've had specialist guys. You've not had a bunch of running backs who can do a bunch of different things. And – I think the running back room is upgraded because of what they have there now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a little excited for the the six round pick out of Georgia. I blank on his name. I think it's That's been seven,
1: active. Kenny McIntosh?
0: Yep. Yeah, I'm a little excited to see him too. I mean, yeah. I, running back's just one of those positions. I mean, you find out real quick, in the, not in the preseason because preseason running backs shine, right? But I mean, early in the season, once a guy gets a ball a couple times, you learn really quick what he's made of. So I'm I'm really excited for all both of those new guys because uh, we already know what we have in DJ Dallas. And yeah. Sometimes and then- it works, sometimes it doesn't. He's a solid guy to have on your fifty-three man roster.
1: Right. But that's about it. And I really I kind of hope that Kenny McIntosh can overtake him in the depth chart. DJ D- Dallas earned it, but I just think McIntosh is more talented.
0: Dallas Dallas has never really done anything for me. Homer or Dallas have never really done anything for me to where I've been like, oh, that's a guy. I mean, Homer, I think the one bright, two bright spots he has when he took that onside kick all the way back for a touchdown. And then that fake punt against the 49ers took that for a touchdown. And I think that's, those are really the only two plays I can even think of. Like, obviously I watch them a thousand times, right? But those are the only two plays that really stand out. They gotta be some weird, funky play.
1: He's one of the better, or I'm gonna say, better pass blocking, uh, uh, but running backs in the league. I think so. You know, you miss him from that perspective, but that's really about it. Because I mean, if he was trotting out there, you knew it's gonna be one of two things. Well, you, well, you want, you knew it's gonna be a pass play, or well, you knew it was gonna be like a draw play. Because how many times <laughs> do we see him go out there on like third and twenty and like
0: exactly the on the
1: yard line?
0: And, and he'll get he'll gain like six yards on third and twenty. But that's it's not six yards on first and ten. All so, right, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, so running back rooms looking great. What do you think about Jamal Adams not being there for OTAs? <laughs> Jamal Adams,
1: I really don't care. I, I don't care at all. I I'd rather the guy be in rehab. I think that's where his value is. And I get the argument behind camaraderie, but like there's going to be plenty of time for that. Now, get back with me if Jamal Adams isn't present at training camp. Okay, then I probably got a problem because then that's when the team really needs to be gathering, galvanizing. But it's May, and to be honest, I wouldn't want the guy in OTAs anyway if he was healthy because I'd get scared he'd get hurt again. I'm just saying. It's oh, happening. I'm just saying. <laughs> like Keep the guy away from the field until it's absolutely needed, period. Uh, that's That's my stance.
0: Nah. Everybody's saying with Jamal Adams are like, oh, well, he can Zoom all the guys, right? He can Zoom, like, the meetings and stuff like that, the OTA meetings. Yeah. But my thing is, like, can't he Zoom his people that are helping him rehab his quad, too, and at least just be there with the guys? I don't know. That's my literally only thing. I just want him there with the guys, like, because I I don't think he was around much last year after he got hurt. I just Definitely. want him. I want everybody to mesh.
1: I There'll really be plenty of time. There'll be plenty of time for that. It's super early in the season. So, so one, to answer your question, is somebody who is going through rehab right now. Um, no, actually, because because when you're talking about your customized plan that you're going through, yes, yeah, some people have argued you could do that on a training facility. But one, they have 90 other players on the roster, so you'd be taking up unnecessary resources away from other guys who probably don't have the same resources that you do. <laughs> Um, and then they're not going to be as aware about you because they have to keep up with 90 other guys. So it's not nearly as personalized. It's taking up mm-hmm. unnecessary resources. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I saw on Twitter, uh, Quondry made a really great point, and that's that his uh, his camaraderie with the guys wasn't affected. He spent the offseason training in Austin, in Texas, for when he had his injury, and he was voted team captain. So there isn't really... The, the, camaraderie, the camaraderie that happens now isn't really – can't be strong enough because he still got voted the team captain despite his pretty lengthy absence in the beginning of the offseason.
0: Yeah. counts as later. Yeah, that makes sense. I I just think – I think people are more upset with Jamal Adams because of what we haven't seen so far. Yep. And yeah. I think I'm one of those people too. It's like we want it. Not even worth the two first-round picks that we sent over. Just worth one of the two first-round picks that we sent over.
1: You know? I'm going to say that I don't think that – okay, I understand the criticism with Jamal because some of it is warranted. But I also say that the guy broke a sack record his first year when he got traded for the team. The following mm-hmm. season, he still made second-team All-Pro. I think people still forget that. I mean, it wasn't a great Jamal Adams season, and he still made second team All-Pro. So I understand when you trade two first rounders, the expectations are sky high, and I think that's really just what this is a, you know, the result of because he didn't before last season. He didn't miss a ton of games. He missed games, mm-hmm. and he played, and he didn't play as well because he was playing through injury at times. But I think he still played like twelve games or something like that. Uh, the season before before he got hurt for the whole year but I, I I do understand the frustration with nobody anticipated to not have him like even for a single game I mean
0: yeah I the just... lowest
1: that, yeah that was a tough blow but I, I do think I agree with you it's, it's a lot to do with the frustration about his situation more than OTAs because no one was talking about it with Condre no one's talking even talking about Jordan Brooks no, it's, nobody's yeah. talking. I
0: feel like I feel like people are just throwing Jordan Brooks's name in there yes. that oh he missed it too because they want a reason to bitch about Jamal Adams, which yes. is you know, I'm not I just want to see the guy perform because we've yeah. seen what he can be. Right. I mean, the first game when he came when he came over here in 2020, we played the Falcons and you knew. You just watch number thirty three the whole time. We were watching defense. That's the guy you watch. He was all over the field, and then yeah. it just kind of slowly went down in ups and downs, ups and downs. But I just I want that guy, right? That we traded two first round picks for. So
1: I think he was still that guy that whole season. I really do. I mean, you don't get nine point five sacks by not being a gamer. I mean, like he was he was the Seattle Seahawks pass rush because literally no one else would do anything that year. Like I it was that just was the
0: that oh, was rough that, that was, was
1: a tough year anyway i mean but i i, I get it like I, my hope is that he'll be back and i think people will see his impact because i thought just the little that he was in the broncos game he was creating impact and wreaking i mean got hurt he did, on
0: the he did take a ball to the face he did take a ball to the face he he had an interception all he got to do was put his hands up all he had to do was put his hands up but like I, that is my interception guy That is my biggest problem with Jamal Adams is, like, I've watched a lot of safeties now, and he has to be, he has to have the worst ball skills I've ever seen. Yep. You know how they say, oh, but the reason a guy plays defensive back is because he can't catch. I think that may truly be the case with Jamal Adams. I mean, he's, he just, and he's too small to play linebacker. It's just, Ah. it's. I don't think so. 5'11", 2'0", what do you think he is?
1: I mean, what do you think Devin Bush is? I don't know. <laughs> I think Devin Bush is smaller than him. Devin Bush is smaller than him. He's right now a starting linebacker on this team. So, well, put Adams there and have Love play safety. How I Adams. I wouldn't mind, but yeah. no, but you know why I wouldn't mind coverage. I don't. So he's not <laughs> as bad as as coverage as people make him out to be, but it's still not as strong as I think they need to do they need to accent him best and have him play. You know. Disguise him right sometimes. He'll drop back in coverage, sometimes he'll attack off the edge. Stop doing the five man blitzes, which are mind-boggling. Yes. Like
0: everybody knows it's coming, yes. everybody knows it's coming, and that's what it killed me when uh, you mentioned Jamal Adams having nine and a half sacks. I think a lot of those he wasn't touched. I mean, a lot of those he wasn't touched, and I think he could have had Ryan Neal have nine and a half sacks that year, or at least six. I really do. The way that they're using Jamal that season. Well,
1: you gotta have a you gotta have a certain level of speed in order to do that. So you're right. At least half of them he wouldn't touch. But I mean, that's what made Bobby great last year. He was the best blitzing linebacker in the league, and most of the time he's not touched. That's what makes it. What really makes your ability to be a good blitzer or not is your ability to disguise and your speed and your ability to finish on, on tackle. And so you can't just have everybody do that because Ryan Neal maybe be able to get, I'd say he could probably get half of that. I, Cause he's a, I mean, Ryan Neal is a pretty good blitzer himself, but I mean, he's not supposed to be a defensive end. He's supposed to be. <laughs> so.
0: And that, that was my problem. That that was just my problem with Jamal Adams Is like, yes, you're right. He's not supposed to be a defensive end. And, it's like ah, oh, too. I just, I don't know. It's just what I think.
1: I think it's more frustrating that they, they they traded that much for somebody they didn't know how to use,
0: and then doubled down on it by paying him eighteen million dollars a year. I think that almost bugs me as much as it does giving up that much. Because Jamal <laughs> had during those negotiations, he had all the leverage in the world because they're like, he's like, okay, you traded two first round picks for me. What are you going to do? Trade me?
1: well he had a great season that's the that's the season that he broke the record I mean you gotta pay him they shouldn't have traded for him if they didn't know how to use him though, period like they shouldn't but they were desperate the reason why they traded for him is because they needed pass rush and they know that they, they didn't have any from the defensive line when you make a move out of desperation you end up looking stupid and that's what happened they look dumb they look dumb for it
0: I think that if he doesn't turn around I think it's the worst trade in Seahawks history I really do I put it Actually, I lied. (sighs) Because the Jimmy Graham one kind of tore the team apart. But Percy Harvin one was bad, but at least you got a Super Bowl out of it. I just – I don't know. For me, what
1: softens the mistake of the Jamal Adams trade is the rush trade because you definitely got your picks back. (laughs) You got your picks back when it mattered more. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that's – it sort of softens the blow for me. Like, that's my pillow because – yeah, we got fleeced, but we fleeced somebody else, so it's fine. <laughs> and that trade might be the worst trade in NFL history. So, you know, I'll take yeah. that. But I, I, I can't, I can't fault the frustration with it. I, my only hope is he can, you know, come back to form. I, I don't really have any questions about if he's on the field, will he be impactful?
0: Um, yeah, because he always is. You, you got to watch him when he's on the field, and for better or for worse, he always stands out. I just, <laughs> I. We were spoiled for such a long time with the two best, probably the best, one of the best tandem of safeties in the NFL for a long time with Earl and Cam. I, I don't care what you say. They were they were freaking awesome to watch because you have oh, Earl playing center field and then you had Cam doing whatever he needed to do, right? Oh, for sure. And but then, then.
1: But then Cam got injured. I mean, exactly. I mean, the amount of time.
0: Earl, Earl got hurt too. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well. Earl being hurt and what took him out (laughs) no (laughs) I
0: know but I mean you you felt it so the last the last three seasons so obviously when he flipped off the sidelines yeah that was his final injury as a Seahawk but the two years before that he he had some he had some pretty bad injuries to where he missed like the last quarter of the season and you felt it when he was gone yeah yeah for sure
1: because they didn't have any it took them a long time to find some reasonable safety, so that's why and maybe that's another reason why it's hard for me to really complain about Jamal because I watched Tedrick
0: Thompson. T two, yeah, suck
1: I well, who, was it, he was him and the other guy. Lano Lano Hill. Hill. Oh, Hill. makes my stomach hurt.
0: Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> it sucked. And then that, so we had those two guys back there. I think it was both of them at the same time when we traded for Quandre Diggs. Yeah, and Quandre Diggs was like a breath of fresh air. Because you're like, dude, I can't do this anymore with Tedrick Thompson. Yeah. So just- I'm
1: not, I'm not, it takes a lot for me to criticize the safety tickets because, because, because a lot of people were criticizing Quandre. And I'm like, just chill, guys. People are like, trade Quandre. I'm like, y'all forgot real quick, didn't you? <laughs> you forgot how long it took us to replace the safeties the last time.
0: Yeah. I just, the only complaint I have with Quandre last year was that, uh, that overtime game against the Rams when he held that ball up in front of Bobby's face instead of cutting up the field 15 yards. He could have had it. It. I, I didn't. In the situation, I did not. In the situation, I did. I did not. Situationally, that was stupid. You I have to it. it was worth it. it was worth <laughs> not it. if we'd have lost. It was hey, not it worth won it.
1: Anyway. it was worth it. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. If they can give Bobby that interception that they called an interception that wasn't really an interception. On, it was on Tony close. Jones. It, it was, was close. He was so far down, he could have had a picnic down there. No, <laughs> if they call that an interception, then it is worth Quandre doing what he did to end the game. <laughs> I take it all day. Take it all day.
0: I just didn't like it because it's an, it's an overtime, right? And we still got to go down and kick a field goal, right? If And it, that that extra 15 yards could have made a huge difference. Thank God it didn't. But I mean that
1: actually, you know, who who's who's to say he wouldn't go on as fast as he could have gone? He's not the
0: fastest guy. <laughs> well, because he's holding his sound out and then he ran <laughs> to the sideline. There was a couple times last year. I love Quandre Diggs, so I, I'm with Yeah, team. He started
1: love- slow for sure. He did start slow. And I think it was just him, you know, getting his confidence back after injury or whatever. But uh him, the prospect of him, Jamal Adams, with Devin Witherspoon, who those two guys, the amount of crap they're going to talk mm-hmm. to those opponents between them and then DK on offense. Um, and then Tariq, man, that's secondary. It's just it's like, I love, love Julian Love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, say? Julian Love and, and his versatility. Not super familiar with his game, but I just like that he's good at a variety of things, and so hopefully the Seahawks can disguise things better, um, which I think will play to them well. Sorry, we, we got way off topic there, but Back to the
0: keep. That's my fault. I keep doing it. I keep. (laughs) I keep just. Oh yeah, let's turn left here. Take another
1: left. So, so the draft prospects. What were your thoughts on Mike Morris?
0: Okay, he was the other nose tackle, right? He was. uh, Well, initially he was an edge. I think they're going to
1: play him at three take. Okay. Fifth round out of
0: Michigan. Yeah. No, he was. uh, He was drafted. They didn't they draft like two Michigan guys back to back? Yeah,
1: him and um Olu Olu,
0: Olu, Olu Olu is what I've been saying because I can't pronounce his last name.
1: it's Yes. Okay,
0: I won't be able to for a while. I've been pushing it for a minute. <laughs> um yeah, so you think he's gonna be a good, good, solid run stopper?
1: I I don't know. I, I'm not sure how good he'll be in the run. Actually, mm. I think he might be better in pass rush. Based interior rush, yeah, based off his tape. I mean, he played off the edge, so I think they're moving him inside to get that athleticism and in, in maybe into te- in the interior to get some push, which they'll need because Jaren Reed ain't it. Not not in pass rush, so I think they're bringing him in to be the athletic guy who can get him some pass rush on the interior along with Draymond Jones, and uh, it's a, a little bit of a project because he hasn't. He played some inside, but he really played mostly on the edge. So I'm, I'm a little worried about how that'll translate, but I like the upside of the guy for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, God, who was that other guy I was pretty excited about? that they...
1: Cam, see, with Cam Young.
0: Yeah, Cam Young. They're Cam having Young. him play nose tackle. Yeah. So I, I don't I know. I'm just – I wish we could have got a little bit more help, but I'm – in the interior defensive line but I think I'm pretty satisfied with what they're doing now and then they freed up like 8 million dollars by restructuring Tyler Lockett. so I don't know what they're going to do with that maybe they're just saving that they said
1: they signed a uh, uh, Mario Edwards
0: yeah I saw that but that couldn't have been that couldn't it was, have been it was it was there.
1: that's the reason Um, Okay, well, they needed the cat space anyway because there's a real debate if they even had enough to finish signing the rookies. Okay. They needed to clear some some cat space regardless, but they also wanted to do some things like that. They signed a couple of nose tackles. like They signed the guy from the XFL who started for the Sea Dragons. Um, So they just made a few moves like that, but I I really think the main thing they wanted to do was get Mario Edwards in there because they'd done a tryout for him. And maybe March, something like that. And they just didn't make a move at the time until after the draft. So, but I think that's a good depth. I think that's a good move on them. I mean, they were never going to get a name brand. There, there's not any name brands left. And quite frankly, I agree with them. T- t- so what many people, I think, take for granted is because this was such a big issue. I think people want... The Seahawks to overreact almost to the issue when the reality is that runs, guys who do nothing but stuff the run are Mm a dime a dozen. Seriously. Like, they're a dime a dozen. Like, you can find, I mean, people forget Al Woods was a dude off the street. Like, nobody was excited about the Al Woods signing when we signed Al Woods. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, they're really good at finding dudes off the street who can, like, be depth. The problem is, the star power, which they already took care of by signing Draymond Jones.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm excited for that. guy. Yeah.
1: So, like, since they actually did the star power move, yes, would you like another, like, semi-star? Yes. But, I mean, there were other issues on this team, quite frankly. And for them to completely overhaul the defensive line,
0: that's pretty good. From when- no, I th- and I thought it was awesome. They finally did what they need to do. To yes. Do. They, they tore it down to the studs and yeah. rebuilt it. I would like to see Frank Clark come back. I wouldn't mind that. I, you don't like him. I don't care what you say. I love Frank Clark. Go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong. Um,
1: okay. One, he's really only good in the playoffs. There's <laughs> that. Um, so we need actual, like, sacks. And, like, he, he doesn't do that. If, right? if you hadn't heard, he gives you, like, maybe five. Okay, Quinn Jefferson gave us that last year. I'm good on I'm good on that. Um, and he's not even that good in the run stopping
0: anymore. No, I'm no, kidding. he's always sucked. He's always sucked against the run. So but he's a guy, if you can get him for cheap, if you I'm telling you, if you can get Frank for cheap, you put him out there with Nwosu. I mean, if Taylor doesn't step up, you kinda do the same thing you did with Bruce Irvin last year. And but you have Frank Clark go ahead.
1: He didn't play on the edge, does he? He didn't play mm-hmm. like two two stance. Frank? Frank? He doesn't do two stance
0: like two-point stance, does he? He can. He can play on the edge. He can do that. He, he, was, usually, a, he was a 4-3. He's always been a four-three, right? So he's always yeah. had his hand in the dirt, but playing on the edge.
1: But he's no, a, if, if, if he's playing with Noosu, he would have to stand up two-point stance and rush off the edge.
0: He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Mm. I promise you. He will
1: be fine. He's don't he's an edge guy. And, no, you don't just switch dudes and scheme and just be like
0: it'll work out.
1: We, we did with Earl Taylor.
0: Huh? We did with Daryl Taylor.
1: That's a disaster. That is not a good idea. <laughs> That's not a good example. That's
0: all the more reason why you don't do it. It did towards the end of the year, like the end of the Jets game last year. That was about it. But yeah, I think. He terrorizes weak offensive lines and calls it a career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Bruce, Bruce Irvin was another one. He worked out just fine. You last, mean year. last year? Yeah. Uh uh. Uh-uh. Now, i don't i don't know why you're hating
1: on bruce Irvin. i love bruce Irvin, and he was great for like the first two weeks but like he they got him off the couch and it showed at some point boy and mm-hmm. mafe started playing better than he did in terms of uh, actually applying pressure yeah and that showed too and boy mafe was not particularly great no. at pass rush so that just goes to show it wasn't good it was not good if you go back and watch the film it's not always pretty on bruce but love bruce and love his heart for like being that for the team, because we needed it, sadly.
0: Yeah, we did, because he, he was an upgrade over Daryl Taylor, I yeah. know, for sure. And I was super high on Daryl Taylor going into last season. I was really high. I was like, he'll probably have 10 sacks. But and I didn't think anything of Nwosu going into the season. I think you were telling me Daryl Taylor did have, like, how many sacks did he had last Nine year? Five? Nine and a half. Nine and a half, yep. I can't even think it of it. It doesn't seem like it because he had that one. He had that one big one against the Chargers last year. You remember that when he stripped Sack yep. Herbert and then that was we nice. Almost, yeah, that that play was awesome. But then other than that, I remember like at the end of halftime against the Jets game, he had a sack. I could just, I can't imagine in my mind Daryl, Daryl Taylor having nine and a half sacks last. I season.
1: remember him terrorizing Dwayne Brown.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Like he. Yeah, I know. And it's like Dwayne Brown almost had to false start that whole game just because Daryl Taylor was off the line so fast. I remember I was in the stadium and I didn't even realize that it was Dwayne Brown playing left tackle. I'm like, that guy keeps jumping (laughs) the whole time. I was like, that left tackle is going early every snap. I think he had to
1: yeah but he did he did have to because there was nothing that he could do but yeah that, now, I, now i hope that daryl Taylor would be a little more consistent and if he wasn't so bad in the run i'd be much higher on him
0: well but and that's was- the argument and that's the problem we have with frank clark too i mean honestly that's and the Elijah same exact- Canty. what
1: and Canty. he never
0: played for us i yeah. he played for pittsburgh <laughs> in college we'll see we'll see the, the verdict the jury is still out on him but um, yeah it's just like it's hard with those guys because like when they're rushing the passer and they get home it is freaking awesome obviously mm-hmm. like a, a guy like Frank Clark and Daryl Taylor but boy when it's a rundown you do not want to see those guys on the field
1: like, and not just that the pressure rate wasn't good so fun fact Seahawks were 7th in sacks last season. But they were like 26th or 27th something like that in pressure rate.
0: And I'd rather have a better pressure rate, especially especially with that secondary we got next year. Exactly. Coming in this year.
1: Exactly. So they were really efficient. If they got the pressure, they got the sack. But they <laughs> it was boomer bust with the pressure and I've I'm not here for that. I'm, I'm with you. Give me a ton of pressures and not many sacks. Uh, give me a lot of hurries and affect the offense that. I mean, affect the offense that way. That's my preference.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think everybody's with you.
1: Yeah. got um, okay, To see, I think that's pretty much. I think we've hit on pretty much all of the draft picks. Except for Olu, we left him hanging out a little bit. But I like him. I still think he'll. I'm not sure he'll start, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Um, I like Evan Brown. I'm pretty high on him. Me and too. I prefer the experience a little bit, but if he's good enough to overcome Evan Brown, then that's amazing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. and i I think I don't know uh, injury injuries aside, obviously, the offensive line that they go with week one is the offensive line. I want to see week eighteen
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they they will mesh together. I mean, and we've seen it. And I mean, unless some guy's is just absolutely terrible, like Jermaine Effetti or something like that, which <laughs> they waited like 10 years too long to pull the plug on that yeah. guy. Seems. But um, I just think, you know, once you – whoever you go with week one, barring injury obviously, that's who you should try to keep with consistently throughout the season.
1: Yeah, for unless sure. So. The whole rotation with Phil Haynes and Gabe Jackson situation was just yeah. weird. Yeah.
0: And it messes with them, too. Yeah. I'm sure it messed with them because it's like, okay, I'm not good enough. I'm good enough. Gabe Jackson's saying, okay, I'm good enough to start the game, but come out every series when the rest of the four other guys are in there the whole game. So, I don't
1: Well, Gabe Jackson, I think he came out because of injury. But At I first. do think it screwed with Phil Haynes because it was his worst year by far. Mm-hmm. And, like like you said, like you keep bringing me in like I'm a starter, but you're – you want to actually start him. You keep starting this dude who you know can't hold up for like more than 5 minutes in a game. You start him but you just keep so yeah, that continuity it's lacking. Um <laughs> it was lacking and I'm, I'm I agree with you. Yeah, and
0: Blythe was not anything last year. Blythe, I don't know how your feelings are of him, but he was just literally the worst center in the league. Don't it try cool. don't try to run the ball up the middle is what I kept thinking last year. I was like, oh, my God, dude. that's like."
1: He couldn't pass protect either.
0: (laughs) No, no, he couldn't. But the run plays were worse because you're like, how are they? How are they already back there? There's no way.
1: I mean, I went back and I rewatched the wild card game with the 49ers. And I guess this would be an easy segue to the schedules after this. But, like, I I rewatched that game and I'm like, Gino had – Point five seconds before Blythe blew that block.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many times did I see him or Gabe Jackson just within? I, did you even give any resistance? Did you try? Like it was bad. I mean, and seriously, by most metrics, I think PFF had him as the second worst center in the league. Not that everybody doesn't love PFF, but
0: I, I like it, I like, like that that up. I like
1: it. Yeah, it, it really. Yeah. Film back that up. It's not always perfect. Nothing is, but like, film back that up. He was seriously like the worst center in the league. So <laughs> a lot of people are like nervous about our center situation. And I'm like, it can't be worse.
0: Well, that's how that's how I feel with our run defense. Yeah. I'm like, people are going, oh my God, what about I got listen. We're 30th, we're 30th in the league in run defense last year. What worse can we do? 31st or 32nd? Yeah. But and, um go no ahead. No,
1: No, I think I'll bring it up when we get into our schedule. And like, I'll talk with, I'll I'll bring it up when we start talking about 49ers and stuff.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's, I was going to ask you. I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but hold it up. Obviously, uh, game you have uh, circled, mine's Thanksgiving against the 49ers.
1: Mine is Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. I think that's Seahawks and 49ers fans alike. I know I talked to a 49ers fan. He said, obviously, the rematch with the Eagles was one of theirs but the Seahawks was just you know neck and neck those two games
1: um all right I'm, I won't cheat and say the first one of the season because like that is legitimately my answer but um okay I'm trying I'm like low-key like glancing at the schedule below me so I'm looking down
0: <laughs> I was I'm was. gonna that.
1: go with the Lions game on the in week two I think yeah. that, that matchup will be really interesting um and I've listened to a lot of schedule breakdowns. A lot of people had that as a loss. Actually, I do not. <laughs> um, but a lot of people have that as a loss. And I think that'll be a win for a lot of reasons. But what say you? What's your outside of Thanksgiving in week one?
0: Kind of excited to play the Bengals. Oh, really? You I know. I might, I might sound crazy for that. But I think it'll be a huge – because the Bengals have been there already, right? They've been to the Super Bowl. I think they made – yeah, the AFC Championship game last year. That will be a great – it'll be week six. We'll be coming off a bye. I think that'll be a really good measuring stick of where we are as a team against a top-flight team in that NFL. I think that'll be the first real – like. out of the first four games, I can't remember. I know it's the – Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the Rams, Lions. I can't remember, Patrick. and then the Giants.
1: Panthers. Giants,
0: Giants. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, th- I think we can easy go three and one, and then I think we can go four and zero. Oh, but I think you know, just it's the NFL. I think we could go three and one easy, and then we have the bye week five, and then week six. I think is going to be our first like huge test against a huge opponent. And i yeah. on the road, too. It's not at home. That's at 10 a.m., which a lot of people complain about. But we are really good at 10 a.m. or yeah. 1 o'clock your time, I guess. Sorry. Yeah. But yep. um, we're really good at, at those early morning games on the East yeah. Coast.
1: Yeah. People really make a bigger deal out of that than I think because uh, Pete's mastered that. And I was a little worried about it last season. I was like, well, that was with a more established group. It was with Russ. It was with Bobby. You know, will that translate? And yes, it did. Like, they were still good at 10 a.m. games. I think the Lions game last year from if I'm, if I'm cra- yeah. crazy, and I'm pretty sure it was a 10 a.m. game.
0: No, it's t- it was 10 a.m. And then the Saints one was at 10 a.m. That game bugged me more than any game last year. The Saints game wow. was at ten AM. Just because Taysom Hill beat you. I, oh, I think yeah. I don't know if I brought that up to you. But yeah, sorry. Not getting off topic.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Taysom Hill.
1: That. It was it, I so I actually remember it for all of the highlights for Gino because it was like my first like Gino so, I expected Gino you know, to be good coming into the season. The Saints game was, wow, Geno is way better than I thought he'd be, and I had high expectations. <laughs> so, Or, like, high, not high, but, like, I had good expectations out of him. Um, so, I remember more as that game, but I, I did forget about the whole, like, fumbling that game down the stretch. Anyway, okay,
0: back <laughs> to schedule. Um, okay, so we got the Bengals. Who do we have after that? Let me pull it up because yeah. I'm –
1: so That's, wait, we said three and one. Who you who you got us losing to between the Rams, uh, Lions, Panthers,
0: Giants? Who's most likely I, I don't think it matters. I think we're gonna win the first game, and then I you know most, I, most likely like I said, for us to lose. Out of those most likely. I'm gonna say the Panthers because it doesn't make any sense. Because I think they're going to lose one of those games. And it's, I'm being completely honest because it doesn't make any sense. And I think that's, they're going to lose one and it's not going to make any sense. We're going to be like, why'd they lose that game? Just like they you know, did last week. You
1: know what's possible? I have the, the game I have marked for that. I still put it as a win because it's supposed to be a win. I have it as the Steelers at the end of the year.
0: You have us losing to the Steelers?
1: I, I don't have us losing, but the game that I can see being like, You were at home, and you should have won that game, but for whatever weird reason you didn't, the game that pisses everybody off about the season, I could see that being the Steelers game. I I think it's more likely at the end of the year than the beginning. Could be wrong, but that's the Seahawky way, right? Like, I feel like right when you feel like you got momentum going, like they do something that just
0: pisses you off. I can't believe they have the spread. Are you looking at ESPN? They have the spreads on all these games already. Oh, yeah, they, they, they do them early. <laughs> they
1: do them early. <laughs> yeah, um, um, so after that, let's see, after the, after the bye week, which I hate the early bye
0: week, by the I, way. I don't like it either, but the late bye week did not help us either last year, because it seemed like once we went to Germany, that's when the team fell apart.
1: That's fair, but that 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 stretch is so brutal like the back-to-back Thursday night games and then like that's just such a brutal stretch that I just feel like you need some kind of break in between there even if it is a little bit of I mean last year he did kill the momentum but I blame that on them taking Germany too much like a vacation that's on coaching
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no I I don't disagree with you there and
1: I was like they're having an awful lot of they're having the time of their lives like all the like the footage leading up to the game and then they come out like that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they were having a time in their lives.
0: So you don't get this because you live on the East Coast. Now imagine waking up at five o'clock in the morning. It's actually I got up at four forty-five in the morning. You know, get ready for the game, and then just, just to watch them suck at six o'clock in the morning is something else.
1: I think I was up at like wasn't I up early for that?
0: Well, it started like, at nine a.m. your time.
1: It it started at nine?
0: Yeah, so it started at six my time. Are you sure? Positive, because I was so pissed off that it started at six o'clock in the morning. I, I yeah. I
1: remember watching that for a good portion, and I would think by nine I would have been like on my way out of the house. Okay, anyway. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, but, well, yeah. It, what game did I watch at six? A? I watched some game. Oh, it's probably watched to watch the Broncos lose in London. I think that's what it was. <laughs> And was some game. I woke up super early for uh, the London
0: game, and you're lucky because you live in you live on the East Coast, right? So those six a.m. games there for us, they're nine a.m. for you guys.
1: Well, it's it's, it's semi East Coast, so I'm more Central Time. So oh, I live you in the, are. I live, I live in the South.
0: Yeah. So what time is it now? It's seven ten here. It'll be it's nine ten. Oh, so those games start at eight o'clock for you, instead. Mm-hmm. But still, six sucks. So yeah, six. I'm like,
1: it could have been nine, because like I'm like by nine, I, I'm normally out of door. I got I got up earlier than normal, but yeah, so it was eight.
0: Yeah, no, that's my bad. I'm just not ge- geographically. Uh, I've never <laughs> been anywhere <laughs> really other than here, basically. No, um, so so Eagles, okay. what do you what do you see? You see a surprise Seahawks win there? No, I, could, I wish. I could see. That's one of those games, like. I could see, like, us losing to the Panthers or the Giants or something weird like that. And then I could – let's just say I'm not predicting that we're going to beat the Bengals, but it wouldn't surprise you. It wouldn't surprise me if we beat the Bengals. Color me surprised. I, I'm just hoping
1: it's not like the Bills game. That's my fear. My fear is it's like the Bills game.
0: I don't oh, think be she- fan anymore. Yeah. Two
1: years ago? Yeah, that's my fear. Yeah, That, that we know stuck.
0: we get mollywhopped. Or the Chiefs game last year. The Chiefs game sucked.
1: Well, okay, yeah, but those were really extreme weather conditions. I kind of take that one with a grain of salt. The Chiefs game was? Yeah, they were like, it was like historically cold. Oh, I, mean, I last can't year, even remember. Yeah, like last year it was like, it's like negative 15 or something.
0: Oh, I had no idea. I and couldn't. And they even stayed
1: remember. in that game. I, I want to say they stayed in the game for the first half or something
0: like that. And then yeah, they kind of they kind of hung around there.
1: Yeah, because it was a really ugly, cold game. So I was just proud of them for just staying in it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, you, are, right. you are correct. The Bills the the Bills game yeah. two years ago, or it might have even been um, three years ago now. I don't know. It, it
1: actually t- might be. It was Jamal Adams' first
0: year. Yeah. So twenty twenty.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess three years ago. But, yeah, that game sticks in my head, like – because it was a real turning point. Because everybody's feeling great about the team. Because I think that's when they started off super hot. Like, Russ was on MVP-level play. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. went to the Bills and got mollywopped, And it was a complete, like, punch in the gut. I just don't want that to be the the Bengals this year. So, like, as long as that doesn't happen, I'm fine.
0: Well, and then looking, looking back on that season, we finished 12-4. and And by the end of that season – you're watching. And you're like, how is this team a 12? This is not a 12 and 14. Like, you know, I felt like a fraud, like an active fraud going into the playoffs. No, and then to lose to Jared Goff with one thumb. But anyways, we got the,
1: before then, it was Colt McCoy and in, in his giant flunkies, right? Yeah, the, the giant game, game that could sure. it could have had the number one seed. And oh, okay, let's not relive the, the past. That, that oh. Mean,
0: <laughs> so right. after after at the Bengals, we played the cardinals here i got that as a win for us yep got the browns here got that as a win for us because i do
1: not have it as a loss
0: i can't i don't want to see that number four come in here and win a football game i do not want to see it um i'm, I'm
1: i i fear that i fear that game because I, I, I went back and i look at the roster and I, I wasn't afraid of it okay i'm not afraid of it but like the Sedarius smith trade makes a huge difference for that outfit. I, I just don't know if the tackles can give Gino enough time. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, they, and they already have a really good secondary, and our wide receiver core is better for sure, but like theirs is comparable with Mari Cooper and whatever. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't think that's a tough one to win. I think they might lose that one.
0: We'll disagree on that one. All right. <laughs> disagree on that one. So far I got two losses. You have one loss? Yeah, because
1: I no, you'll wait
0: have wait. yeah, you have two have the
1: loss. Yeah, because that's the only loss I got right now. Well, I got the Browns loss. I just added Okay. There.
0: So we're both at two losses, just different. Yep. different um, the Ravens, I don't see it as winning this game.
1: You will all oh, we are opposites, man. We've really? gotta win that game. Do you so I personally feel like the Browns' roster, roster wipes the floor with the Ravens' roster, and it's not even close, seriously. I'm not scared of a single wide receiver on that roster. I'm not, I mean. No, I'm not afraid
0: of their receivers at all. I mean, they I'll got one of
1: I'll tell you what I am
0: afraid of is them running that ball on us, and I'm I'm really afraid. I, I get it. The Browns have Nick Chubb, and I don't know. Do they still have Kareem Hunt? They
1: have J.K. Dobbins as their, running, as their running back.
0: I know, and I like Dobbins, but I'm really afraid of Lamar Jackson. Just because we we played him We played him during his MVP season. I remember watching I that game thinking, oh, my God, how do you stop this guy?
1: It's just QB contain. Yeah. I mean, it's simple. QB contain and let your secondary work. I mean, that's not a game I expect to get any pass rush. In fact, I don't care if they get a single sack. Mm-hmm. You be contained. <laughs>
0: yes, do not and let
1: the, And make him beat you with his arm. Simple. It's not hard. They don't have a ton of other – I mean, Mark Andrews is a legitimate weapon.
0: I likely, he's all right. Hmm. Likely, their other tight end, he's all right. He's not yeah. great, but he's yeah.
1: decent. I just I, – I really feel like the Browns have way more threats on both offense and defense than the Ravens period so i go with the better roster for the loss and even though it is sean lawson i think they're far more likely to lose to a better team than the ravens team you got one guy you don't let beat you yeah one and boom (laughs) another thing too i'm more optimistic about the run defense yeah so, though, this is I was going to break. I was going to wait for the 49ers. But, like, I feel like if they do more stacked fronts, where well, they kind of did like this in 2020, 2020 and 2021, more mm-hmm. stacked fronts, I think they were going to use Jamal in that, that way, too, where you don't know who's coming, you don't know who's blitzing, you don't know who's dropping. Using that will increase their run defense just by default because they ran a lot of light boxes last year and it encouraged teams to check out a p- pass plays into runs. Well, you have less of that on top of, I think, Bobby being back helps the run a lot more than people think. Bobby can yeah, you know, stop the run, period. I, 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 um, same thing with Jamal if he's healthy by then.
0: <laughs> same 15. thing with Jamal. We're in November already. I don't. know. Jamal's still going to be there. <laughs> and then
1: like we got corners who also like do you really well in the run. So I just don't think you need a ton of three hundred pound guys in order to stop the run. And I think that's the way the modern NFL is being set up. And if you just keeping Katane.
0: And I, I think that and I think that was crazy too. If you look at Tariq Mullen against the, the run the first couple of weeks, he sucked. I mean, he was like the worst tackler I've ever seen. He was, it was so impressive by the end of the season. Yes, he was. You know, he was making tackles like Sherman out there. You know, yeah. being a cornerback, make it and you're like, you're like, holy cow, man, this guy is he's really just how good of a story he was. I that's what I fell in love with the guy.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I that that's the that's the first bird jersey I bought like since the rest like era is the woollen jersey and now see if anybody else is worth my jersey buying, but definitely replace Wilson with Rulen.
0: <laughs> um okay, so we differ on the Ravens game. I think we beat the commies. Oh at home. Um, hey. I think we beat the Rams in LA. here we go. Yeah, this is this is the one Thank that everybody's waiting for. I got us taking it. I really I, do. I do too. I, got, I think that energy is gonna be electric on Thanksgiving. I don't think you obviously weren't there last year when they came when they came to no. town. There was more freaking 49ers fans in that stadium. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw it on TV. It I, was
1: it bad looked bad on TV.
0: Yeah. And I think being on Thanksgiving, I think they might travel a little less this year. I really do. It being on Thanksgiving, I just think the Bengals will obviously be a measuring stick game. I think this is our second, like, huge measuring stick game because this agreed. will be the one, we'll just say the midseason one, where you're like, okay, let's see what you got. This is, yeah, circle that. I think, I think we win this game. It'll be very close. You, it will, it will, yeah, agree.
1: Now, it and it goes to my, to my man, how you win this game is you go back to those stack stack fronts. You take advantage of the fact that um so I think two things will play into the Seahawks advantage. So that if they if they use that concept, the versatility of the backfield using Julian Love in multiple places, using Jamal Adams in multiple places to confuse uh I'm gonna assume Brock Party is back by this time. So Oh don't even
0: start them on that in the chat. Don't <laughs> even start them on that.
1: I'm gonna assume Brock Party is back. So if he's back, I think a a, a, younger, a younger quarterback, I know he played and he did well last year, but I also think this, because he played the second half of the year, he didn't really get to see what happens over a full year when most NFL teams adjust. It's a halfway point where every quarterback or player where teams adjust to you and then you have to counter. So we haven't even seen what the NFL has in terms of countering him yet because he Came on, splashed on, did well, and no teams adjusted quick enough before he got hurt. So there's that. I think teams will give us a blueprint, <laughs> low-key,
0: honestly. Well, I think- that, that roster, not to take away from him or anything, but that roster is just – yeah, they're exactly. one of the best rosters, if not the best roster in the NFL. And I, I tell that I obviously go on with a lot of 49ers people because there's not a lot of Seahawks content creators and they've accepted me for being a Seahawks fan. But I I won't bullshit them. I will tell them, you know, I think hands down, mine's the quarterback position. Obviously, I yeah. I like the way they built their roster. I really do. I just
1: it's Eagles. It's Eagles. And then 49ers, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Um but I think those things play in the favor. And here's a huge thing that I think will be a big deciding factor in the like the ability for the Seahawks to win this game. Austin Blythe is not on the team anymore. <laughs> i yep. just it sounds like a joke, but I am so serious when I went back and I watched that wild card game. Half of their pressures came from Gabe Jackson or Austin Blythe. Not saying I crossed and have some slip ups or Lucas didn't. They did, but it was manageable. The reason they terrorized was because of the interior, and you can't get worse than that. Anything is a step up. So, for those reasons, Seahawks win,
0: in my opinion, and they're home. And Jonathan Abram won't be twisting any ankles right before halftime, you know, really pissing people <laughs> off. That that was one thing where, like, I was like, I don't know if I told you this, but I never usually – usually I try to back my own players up, right? Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I understand.
1: You can't defend
0: it. You watched the game yesterday, or you said you rewatched it. Yeah, I, re- I rewatched the tape. Yeah. You saw when Abrams twisted his ankle, and the and the announcers are going, "Oh boy, Wollin, Tariq Woolen really grabbed it." And I'm like, "Why are you doing this?" yeah, because that was not Tariq Woolen. Nah, wouldn't. Um. Okay, so I got them when I got them beating Dallas in Dallas. Yes. Okay, Yep. I have, us, I have us better. I losing to San Francisco in San Francisco or Correct. Santa Clara. Correct. <laughs> um. I have us losing to the Eagles at home. Yeah. Scheduled yeah. loss, in my opinion. <laughs> but but, I'd like to see – I get it. The Eagles are awesome, you know. Um, They're awesome. Teams don't really rebound well after losing the Super Bowl, so we'll see. We'll see. That's one that, you know, nobody ever expects it, but there are a lot of teams that you don't expect it to, and uh, they just never rebound the same as they were before.
1: I would agree with you. But most teams who go to the Super Bowl don't have a top-ten pick. Yeah, that is true. That is very I, true. That's, that's totally my argument. Because I, I said the same thing last year with the Rams, and people didn't want to hear me. But I agree with you. Well, and they won. But I was just like, Super Bowl hangover, whether you won or you lost, like I think it's real.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, yeah, the Eagles just had too good of a draft, honestly.
0: We'll um, see. As long as, as long as Georgia players do – Transfer well into the NFL. I think they'll do awesome. If they don't, then they're screwed. Yeah, exactly. If everybody from Georgia doesn't produce, they're absolutely screwed. Um, the Titans. Are you going to try to go this game? So I'm just
1: really pissed about the schedule. It's Christmas Eve, dude. Like, so just go. I'm going no. on Thanksgiving.
0: You better go on Christmas Eve.
1: I the Christmas. I, I'm so. I always come every year that the, that they play the Titans. I always go. It's Christmas Eve. There's no way I can pull that off. I don't. I don't really see a feasible way because, like, my family does things on Christmas Eve, like, like leading up to the night before, and that's mm-hmm. really tough. I think I'm gonna try, but it's like it's, it's like a three-hour drive and getting there and back. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off.
0: I got us taking that game.
1: It'll be a win regardless, but Unless. this will be cold. And it's always in October. What happened to the Seahawks playing the Titans in October when I like to go?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, unless they unless they completely just quit trying to stop Derrick Henry like they did two years ago against the Titans. I mean, he single handedly beat us two years ago.
1: He did single handedly. I I think a few years have 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 changed things a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, they have. They have definitely. But. Yeah,
0: a few years it's it's it's
1: taking its toll and let's just hope he's still playing at this point. <laughs> because I don't know.
0: I love Derrick Henry. I don't, I don't really love opposing team players. I love Derrick Henry and just the way he plays. I think he I think he's awesome. My guess, Will Levis is playing in this game. You think didn't he get oh he did. I for some reason I thought the Saints took him. Yeah, he did. No, uh yeah, well Malik Willis definitely ain't playing in this game unless both the other quarterbacks get hurt. Because Malik Willis was it was it was literally like watching Tim Tebow last year. A right-handed Tim Tebow. And I was like, remember watching him, they had him on in some prime time yeah. game. It was his first game. And it was, it was really bad. Yeah.
1: And he, he didn't look like he knew how to even really throw the ball. It was
0: it was bad. They didn't even attempt to. Like yeah. it, it looked like when the 49ers brought in uh Purdy again. <laughs> <After his laughs> UCL was torn. It was like that bad. It was. It was. It was terrible. So I think Will Levis because
1: I think Tannehill is probably going to be benched by this point of the season. They're probably getting Will Levis. I'm sure he's probably had a few games on his build at this point because the Titans. I don't know what they're doing um, as a team in general. So that's mm-hmm. a win for sure.
0: I got us beating the Steelers. I'm. This is. Oh, this is one of the games I'm most excited to go to this year. Uh, you said you got us losing to the Steelers. I, or you I don't have us losing.
1: I have us winning. Uh, like my official prediction, I have us winning. But if there's a game they're going to screw up, <laughs> it's the Steelers. Because the Steelers' defense just seems, the, the way they blitz heavy, you know, it didn't go great with Geno. You yeah. know, that was on, on their territory. So I think the home game is why I have it as a win. But because of just how weird they play this team, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: They it's always up. an odd play in the Steelers because we don't we play them once every four years, right? Yeah. So, like it's always kind of weird. I mean, I think Russell Wilson <laughs> threw for like five touchdown passes. One of the in 2015 when we played them.
1: Wait, It's not every four years, right? It's every four years. They because because he Geno played when Russ went out.
0: Oh, so I, I – just when he was, you know,
1: years. Gino played because he because they were winning that they had a t- were in the game and then, yeah, and then fumbled. everybody says that Gino fumbled, like, screwed, yeah. you know, like screwed up the game or whatever. And because Trey Brown came in that game, that was his first game, I think and he made this amazing tackle off of uh, like out of zone and like that's when everybody wanted to bench Trey Flowers. Is that four years ago? It couldn't have been because
0: you was. why did we play them? But it was definitely the Steelers. I oh, that. that was the that was the first year they added the seventeenth game. Oh, that was our that weird wild. opponent. So we play the AFC North every four years. We play okay. every division every four years. Right. But but yeah, I remember that's game. Okay. Yeah, they added. I forget why that was a random.
1: I think it was like almost like a random team or something. Yeah, that's what it was.
0: But yeah, we always play. It's always kind of funky when we play them. Ever since the Super Bowl, it's been funky <laughs> every time we play. That's I've only weird, seen them in person one time. And uh, this will be my second time seeing them in person. So okay. their fans travel really well. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I and don't then like that. we close out the uh, stadium. We close out the season in our second home stadium in Arizona. And I think we win that game.
1: Yeah. Unless they sit people. Um,
0: I, I don't think we'll be in the chance. I don't, I don't think so. With how good the 49ers are, I don't think there's any chance we're sitting anybody.
1: I hope you're wrong. <laughs> that that stadium terrifies me in week 18 mm-hmm. i'm sorry it's week 18 i'm sorry yeah week 18 and it's in that stadium in that the last time that happened chris carson went down Quandre, runs, got, hurt. Quandre
0: got hurt that was the last time we put them week the final week Quandre digs remember he like went in for a tie i don't i still don't know what happened but he like broke his leg or it was a really yeah. bad one
1: oh, yeah that's right that is right so um, he- okay. that was a more. Recent. I was thinking of the time before that because the time before that it was the final or maybe it wasn't the final final week. Maybe it was like week sixteen or something like that. Where that's when Chris Carr because he had a great season and it was really close to the playoffs and then he got hurt. It was at their stadium. Um, somebody else got hurt that game too. That was pretty significant. Oh, probably a running another running back. Cause
0: probably
1: here we ended up bringing in Marshawn off the street. Um,
0: I'll tell you what though that stadium. It freaks me out because yep, ever since, ever since we threw that interception in the Super Bowl, so that's what started it all with me. Yep. And then, okay, so we'll do it that way. Cam played his last game there. That's where he yep. hurt his neck. Charm. Yeah, Sherman. That's where he tore his Achilles. Yep. Earl Thomas. That's where he broke his leg and played yep. his last game. Uh, Russell Wilson. That was his last game as a Seahawk. Was yep, at that was. stadium. Yes, it was. And it's always something weird there. Somebody always gets hurt. It's, yeah. So it's, I, I, it's, I'm
1: like, I really hope you're wrong. And, like, Pete decides he's scared to compete. <laughs> no, that's, I know it's not it's too much to ask, but seriously, that that I hate that we can't. I want them – I'd do anything to switch those games, like have the home game be the final and take the extra row game earlier. Mm-hmm. I'd give a lot for that to happen because if they, they had if they had injuries, they'd have time to get back before the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So what's weird about that stadium is it seems like we always win there, right? It seems like we never lose, yeah. but there's always a huge consequence. There's always. A giant... Did they
1: lose? Did they lose that game that uh, DK had the Budabaker play? Was that yeah. a win?
0: No, we lost. They, lose? they did time. That's probably the
1: only
0: one. In. We tied there one time. I don't know if you remember that. It was six it's to ugly six. Game. It was it's six ugly. to six. Yeah, it was terrible.
1: Ugliest game I've ever seen in my life.
0: But um, yeah, crazy. is there anything else? So I guess I have them losing like four games.
1: Yeah, so I, I, so. my official prediction was 13 and four.
0: Yeah. And I told, I, I was talking to him, I think this 11 or 12 win team, because I think there are going to be some games that are hiccups that we shouldn't have lost. Yes. And I think more closer towards like week six, week seven, we'll kind of figure out what this team truly is. Right. But right. I'd be, I'd be absolutely shocked if we only won nine games. And I'd be absolutely shocked if we won like 14 games or even, yeah, for, I'd say between nine and 14 is where like, those are my boundaries. Like, no, we're not going
1: there. We're not going there. There's no, I, I, It shocked the heck out of me if they won 14 games because that means they would beat one of the Bengals, the Eagles, or like maybe they'd have to beat the 49ers twice. One of those, they'd have one of those, they have to either win one of those other games or beat the 49ers twice for that to happen. And I just don't see, it's a no-go. It's not happening. No,
0: and I'd rather have a great regular season and or I'd have, rather have a really good regular season and take her to the Super Bowl I want to finish on a high note that's the opposite of last year last year you know it kind of went downhill and then we won the last two games but I I wish they would have finished how they started last yeah. year.
1: yeah yeah the so. good news is the schedule allows for that a little bit with three I mean really you should win those you should win those final three games of the season, so you get a little bit of momentum going into the playoffs, provided you don't get any catastrophic injuries injuries in Arizona.
0: What we said about the Raiders and Panthers last year. I'm just saying because those two games were inexcusable.
1: Yeah, well, okay. On the schedule, that looked like a tough game when the season started. It was Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. It was Derek Carr. So, like, it didn't end up looking like a game you should win until like closer to the game actually happening. Yeah, but the but Panthers not- won- yeah,
0: no, that was those two games were inexcusable. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, anything else you got? What do you got going on this week, I guess? or this Yeah, week? no,
1: I just put out the uh schedule breakdown. I'm gonna try to do a series, uh, for better or for worse, on um defense and then offense. So, do defense next week. I'll start with there and basically just go through each of the um, you know, the the position groups (laughs) Why I have blanked on it but go through each of the position groups and um say if I think it got better or it got worse so
0: yeah (laughs) yeah hopefully it's a lot of better well um we'll see (laughs) thank you so much for doing this with me I really appreciate it we appreciate everybody in the chat sorry I couldn't get to everybody we got off topic like way too much but that's (laughs) that's me to blame I you know just keep turning left so yeah guys have a good night all right thank you everybody for coming in thanks